Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Thank you for joining us for fun, thoughtful, real conversations. I'm Pam Robertson, and this is Talking Joy. As a companion on the spiritual journey, I hope to help foster growth that could not be achieved on one's own by introducing you to new things and pointing you towards practical disciplines of spiritual growth. The invitation is just to be open I'm here today with Talking Joy team members, Lindsay, Ariane, Blair, and Joanne. I just wondered if uh, I could go around and ask all of you, you know, what is your approach to stillness in your life? And there are no right or wrong answers. Um, and what, what things might you use? I don't really have anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. You came to the right place. I'm trying to think what that even means for me, um, but I don't. I, I just realized when you said that I don't actually have any routine to take a pause. So I guess okay. I need to start one. I feel like I try to pivot when I'm frustrated, like when I'm waiting at the stoplight, like you said, um, or waiting in line or just in traffic or whatever it is. My natural inclination is to get frustrated and resentful of you know, the slow person that's making a left where you shouldn't be making a left, um, when I just need to go right on red. Not that this has happened recently. Um, <laughs> but I try to think to myself, you have a moment, breathe. And it's against my natural inclination. And I recognize that. And I just try to embrace it and make myself do it so that I, and I feel better when I do, but it definitely is counter to my <laughs> natural yeah, way of being. But it's a great reminder um, to try to take those moments. But I, I wish that I had more of a practice. I did a meditation class, and you know, I downloaded the app, and I, I did it. I tried to make it part of my routine, and I've got to be honest, it didn't stick. Um, but it is something that I aspire to. But for now, yeah. it's those and stolen moments. <laughs> so I would, I would say that that is a spiritual practice for you. That being aware and awake enough when you are out and about in your day and you catch yourself, that's that's something that has definitely stuck to you. Even though you said you did meditation and maybe it didn't work, I think that you, you know, and it's the same thing with when we meet in these small group settings. When we gather, my hope is always that everybody will leave with what they needed that day. Not that everything that we spoke about that you'll leave with that whole big suitcase of things. It's like, what did you need? And so maybe you took a meditation class, but what you needed was, oh, I'm going to call a pause or a stop when I'm in those frustrating situations in my life. And if you're able to do that, then that's a spiritual practice that you're applying, that's shifting the way that you're reacting to any given moment. And, and there's such value in that because that's what we're talking about here. How do you go back to that, to that heart space, to that, to that center? Um, you know, of that, you know, God within. And so were you going to say something? Uh, no, just the, um, yeah, absolutely. Meditation is definitely a practice, and it's okay to start off and do it a little bit and then go back to it maybe another day. But the, the fact that you took 
um, the ability to take a moment for yourself from the meditating at the beginning is great. Like I think um, really that's all it is. You don't need to be anywhere or doing anything, but if you can just take a moment throughout your day and practice stillness and, and mindfulness, I think it's really important. What's the value in that? Can you say a little bit more about it? It actually, um, to, to change, to, to think for a moment and to have stillness for a moment can actually change your brain waves which creates more calmness, more focus, and um, actually creates more energy too, surprisingly. Um, so it's really important to do that for yourself and to step out of what you're doing and to realize that you can go inward at any moment, even at a red light, you know? Um, as you guys know, obviously my stillness is when I go to yoga. <laughs> uh, but not throughout the whole class. The first five minutes is what they call like sacred space. You just sit in one position and you go inward and you breathe and you focus and you're just there. You just arrive. You're just being. Nothing's expected of you. Um, and that was one thing I really loved about yoga from the beginning. But then we move throughout the rest of the practice, which is energetic and wonderful too. But, um, and so how does that spill over into your everyday life? Well, you, everyone thinks yoga is more about the postures, but it's really more of like a lifestyle. Mm. Um, the postures just allow you to link breath with movement, but in reality, that's what we're all trying to do every day, I think, you know, and especially those tough moments, we're trying to learn to remember to breathe when we're getting really angry or upset, um, and it's about kindness, and, you know, it's about all the things we aspire to be and to do throughout our day. Thank you. Blair, or not Blair, Ariane. I think for me... Um, I don't think that I understood or was able to practice stillness until we uh, went on our retreat and we, um, we weren't allowed to talk to anybody and we just had to be quiet. And I think I learned a lot about myself through that um, and I took on with me um, a practice of, when I think of stillness, I think of quietness. So I much prefer now when I'm home alone not to have any noise in the background, um, to quiet my thoughts and maybe grow them too. Um, and so when you can get to that place, then you're more open to receive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people prefer to have a lot of noise in the background. TVs on in the background. Any of you guys have TVs on the background all the time? I used to. That's very typical. Or music on all the time. And so the invitation on the women's retreat that we went on was to get up in the morning after we had stayed there overnight and to not speak to anyone else all the way through breakfast. And I got a lot of resistance and kind of looks. and But it ended up being such a beautiful gift for everyone because I think that we don't often, especially, you know, we're all moms, it's hard to find that silence. And that the invitation to do that was, was really powerful. And, um, and I'm so happy to hear that you carried that. And, and it's well needed because, I mean, when you have young children, you, you just go from, from one thing to the next. You wake up in the morning with a list of everything you have to do and you go to sleep at night thinking of everything you didn't do or didn't get done. So for me, it's a, it's a gift that I can give myself because it stops all of the I have to do this, I have to do this, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. Okay. And it just calms me. Yeah. So uh, 
in Margaret uh, Silf's book, Close to the Heart, she says that a friend once told her uh, an interesting fact, that during a storm at sea, that the water 10 feet below the trowel of the highest wave is perfectly calm. What an interesting thought. So just take a minute and envision that. Could you read that again? So during a storm at sea, the water 10 feet below the trowel of the highest wave is perfectly calm. And she goes on to say that like most people, I live most of my life on the surface of myself. My conscious journey through the typical day is mainly occupied with the waves. An interesting thought. And sometimes um, they are manageable and sometimes they reach storm force and she feels exhausted. And I just love that visual because, mm -hmm. uh, have you ever floated in the ocean? Mm -hmm. Of course. And what happens? You move with the ocean. Yeah, you move with the ocean, but what else? There's a silence when you float in water. There's oh, this quiet. Your, your head is under. Because your head is under <coughs> and your true. ears are covered Love with water. Do you, do you can almost hear that sound <sighs> right awesome. now. Sort of like a sizzly sound with the salty water for me. Ooh, I would like to be there. <laughs> I like it. Wouldn't everybody <laughs> like to be there right now? <laughs> and so... I would venture to say, after having read this, is that that silence that we're searching for, that connection with God within, is always right there below the surface. And that we, right, how do we learn how to take, you know, it's sort of like that static on the radio, an old-fashioned mm -hmm. radio where you're, you're hearing that and you, you kind of have to move the dial back and forth. So it's up to me to tap into it, that it's always there for me. But we forget and so how can we practice sort of that self-remembering that that is there? And so I love that visual of, uh, you know, of that wave. I love that too. I've read that before. And I feel like it's so important to realize that, yeah, there are those tough struggles where everything in life feels so chaotic, but you can still be calm inside. You know, it's not, um, it's not the situation. It's how you react to the mm. situation. And there's that mantra, all is well. Yes. So even if there mm. is some um, tempest in a teapot, to mm. kind of go back to that and realize, big picture, everything's going to be okay. Yeah, and so that all is well is one of the breath prayers that I practice. So when I take a deep breath in, that over time it goes from being in my head to living in my heart. And that all is well uh, quote came from uh, Julian of Norwich, who was a uh, 14th century mystic. mystic. And she... Uh, had these visions of God, she was very ill, and one of the takeaways was that, you know, was this phrase, all is well, all is well, and all shall be well. And so I always remind myself of that, um, and that helps me get back to store that still place when I can do that. Um, so how can we uh, remember that this stillness just lies 10 feet down, or in our busy, crazy lives as we're buzzing along, because like you said, Ariane, that to-do list, is really long and if I do a to-do list and I have 10 things on it I've gotten to a place where if I just get three of them done and can check them off my list and then you know the other seven kind of move up and I add three more that I can be okay with that and to not be able to get to all of them in one day especially as moms is just not realistic you maybe know all just, kinds of things happen life interrupts and I was gonna say maybe just make your list three a day don't put 10 things on because yeah. that could be really stressful, you know. 
Because I feel like three you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. Three's doable. Sometimes. <laughs> or, or redefine success, exactly. Yeah, It doesn't exactly. have to be everything. Yes. And prioritize. Right. But the top three. Um, and, and life throws us curveballs all the time. So I led a group on Monday morning, and we were talking. There was a woman in the group who has uh, something happened to, there was an accident with someone in, in their family, and she was just talking about what that has been like, this disruption to their normal routine, and she was saying that her marriage is stronger. Um, you know, she has more patience with her kids. She's Her marriage is stronger because... You know, she and her husband have been working together as a team in ways that they never have before, and there's an appreciation for one, one another. And so we started talking about the graces that come out of situations like this and how do you find stillness in the midst of chaotic, you know, family emergency like that. And I was saying to the group, you know, anything can happen. We don't know when we walk out. You know, Don, Pastor Don at our church here often says, you know, that some of us will experience great joy this coming week and some of us great sorrow. And so I left the group meeting and then I got a phone call that my daughter had gotten a concussion at school. And, you know, talk about like, whoo, bring, you know, suck you out of your... So this whole week I've been home with her. And, you know, the first 24 hours you're nervous because you're wondering, you know, all of you, of course, your brain, you know, talk mm-hmm. about still finding stillness. Mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking, oh, wow, you know, is, should I check on her all night long while she's sleeping and, and all those things. But the beauty that came out of it, she's 16. She doesn't want to be with me all the time anymore, which is completely normal. You know, your kids, you'll see, is when they get to about eighth grade or even fifth, sixth, seventh grade, they start to pull away. And more and more, they hang out with their friends. And so this week, we spent an enormous amount of time together. We binge-watched Friends, <laughs> which was great. And, uh, you know, we went shopping because she couldn't be on her phone and she couldn't be sitting in class and she has headaches. And, and so anyway, out of the normal routine of me thinking, oh, I'm going to get these ten things done or three things done on my list, I was sucked out and put into a situation I didn't want to be in but there was beauty in it. Mm-hmm. And so I, we found out that the grace in it was like, oh, we had this really good bonding experience all week long, almost like a vacation that we wouldn't have otherwise had. So in the midst of that big wave, mm-hmm. you know, if you use that metaphor for the ocean, that there was this stillness and this place where we met and had this quality mother-daughter time that we don't get to have anymore because already she was asking me, you know, about tonight, well, I'm going to, even though I don't feel good, can I still hang out with my friends? And, and so, um, so anyway, it's a great way to remember when we use that metaphor of the ocean and to remember that when it is chaotic or when things happen that we weren't expecting, which I wasn't expecting this week and I had to kind of clear my calendar and, um, is that some good came out of it. You know, the grace of God was in the midst of all of that. So, um, uh, so stillness is then a choice and a practice. Yeah. Thank you. It is. Mm-hmm. And everything is. You know, in every moment, every tick of the clock, you choose, you choose, mm-hmm. you choose, you know, to be more aware or not, you right. know, frantic or calm. And so even in the midst of an emergency, we can call ourselves home and back into our bodies and to experience everything. I don't know if I said this last time we met, but 
I always thought when I was younger that like someday, you know, when I grow up, <laughs> that I was going to arrive somewhere, yeah. you know, married with kids or, you know, whatever my dream was and, you know, with the house and, and what I realized and, you know, is that life is constantly in motion and I never really arrived. Would you guys agree with that? Life is a journey, not a destination. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's just different chapters, right? Like my chapter right now mm. is mm. a house, fixing up a house in the suburbs, but who knows? Yeah. And my oldest is graduating from college, and I gave a talk at her school recently, and we talked about that. said my mom, when I was a kid, said that all of my life has been like a, a book, and there's just different chapters to it. And so instead of arriving somewhere, you're in this chapter of fixing your house up. I'm in this chapter of getting kids sort of, you know, in high school and college and, and, and on their way. And once I realized that, I had that knowing, then I thought, well, I don't want to miss any of it. And I think that that's what sort of awakened my, me spiritually is that if I'm always doing, doing, doing the 10 things or 20 things on the list and frantically trying to get them done, then I'm missing out on, on that chapter. And I don't want to miss out on the chapter. Right. I don't think you guys do that. I think that's where the stillness comes into play mm-hmm. when you're taking a moment for yourself and looking inward. I think you might realize more of what you might be missing that's out there or what opportunities might have been coming your way. That if you were, you know, just busy going from one thing to the other. Yeah, that's right. Because you're always saying that things present themselves, you just have to look for it or be open right. to it or read the signs or whatnot. And you're right, if you're not listening, aware, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not listening, then... Present. Yeah. Well, then and going back to what things. Blair said about being at the store and being in those places is that... If I go to the store and I'm not present and I'm just annoyed about the woman and the whole time I'm thinking about the woman in front of me, oh, my gosh, if she doesn't move (laughs) faster and then she can't find her credit card and the thing won't work and then she doesn't have her little coupon and and it goes on and on and on and I get more agitated and more agitated, well, then I miss out. What if I said to her, oh, do you need a hand with that? Or, oh, could I help you with your son while you're trying to look for your card? Or, and, then, and then something develops, and that is a conversation. So she becomes someone who I see, she's not invisible anymore, or some annoyance, and then maybe there's some value in what she has to say or what the clerk has to say that I would have otherwise missed out on. Because I think we learn stuff. Love when that. We, Absolutely. Right. Right. We learn recipes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Or just yeah. a tip with your children or something. Well, actually, I feel like we do this shift for ourselves to mm. find the stillness and to be present, but also for our children because so often they're not on my hip anymore, but some of you have them on your hip or in the cart or alongside you. And I have vivid memories of being in the car with my mother when she would sit there and she'd say, mush cars, mush. I just wish we could sprout wings and fly over the traffic. (laughs) And I could feel the tension in her voice and she would lose it. And so it would get us all keyed up on the two mile drive to school. Uh, But I feel like if your child sees you calm, I mean, you shouldn't be closing your eyes as you're waiting at a stoplight, but calm and present, you reflect that type of behavior for your child rather than it's true. Mm. Yeah. I, getting It's funny you say that up. because I, I'm a very calm driver and I have little road rage. I literally, if someone wants to cut in front of me, what does it matter to me? Like, it really doesn't. <laughs> and so, and it's opposite of my husband, but my mom was the same way. She would always say, 
now why is that guy inching up, not letting this poor guy in? Like, who cares? And I, I just have vivid memories of her strumming her fingers on the um, steering wheel while she listened to music. And I feel like I absorbed that in some mm. way because I just don't care about traffic and all that stuff. It just, none of it bothers me. So, Do you see the contrast in the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the two stories? This is so great. Because, but I was thankful that mom gave that yeah. to me. So, and, and, and you saw it and you chose the opposite. I tried. Right? <laughs> I, I see my, my natural inclination right. and I try Which to pivot. Which is a normal inclination. We're always in a rush. Yeah, Everyone's absolutely. got things well, to this do. This is also yeah. a reminder that everything you do everything yeah. your kids see yeah. and they mirror us yeah. and I often tell parents that it's not what you're saying because they're like you know covering yeah. their ears after a while <laughs> but it's our actions right? if you want your kids to be kind be kind yeah and if you want your kids to be happy then you have to set the energy for that two mile ride to school that you're going to be happy and the vibe in the car is going to be happy and if it's not, and so you're, we go back to that self-awareness that's so great that you recognized that your mom was tense and you thought, well, gee, I don't want to do that. Um, but it was funny. Yeah. We all <laughs> laughed hilarious. about it at the time. I feel like it <laughs> made it funny. funny. <laughs> so the invitation is to use this image um, sort of of those waves uh, as we're seeking stillness. And I know that it's been possible in my life and that over time, prayer and stillness have come easier because the more I practice it, it's become easier for me to sort of tune into that. Um, and just like athletes practice and practice and practice and practice before the big game, it's the same thing with, with creating stillness or anything that we want in our life. You know, we, we, we have to seek after it and use it. And so that uh, all is well prayer you know, as I breathe in and out throughout the day, that became not in my head anymore. And something that I even think about is when I take a deep breath in, I hear that now. You know, either all is well or I am the beloved child of God or whatever word or phrase is important to you. I know in January, a lot of us picked words for the year. Um, mine was light. And so I am light when I breathe in. And so then I exude that out into the world. And so my hope is that I am light for other people. Um, do you remember what your word is? I had two. I remember one of them. Clearly the second one I don't practice. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Calm was one. Mm. Empowered. empowered. Calm and empowered. I do remember that for you. Yes. And actually, I, I feel, now that I say that, I, I do feel that, that I have lived by those words a, a little bit. I still have work to do, but... Yeah. Um, we all do. Yeah. We all do. Be at ease. We all have a lot of work to do if we're open to it. Does anybody else remember their word from January? I feel like calm comes to mind for me too, but I think it might have been something more like open or uh, I don't know. I'm trying because, you know, you guys, I've always spoken about wanting being ready for something and I feel like something came to me, um, but may, I think calm too. <laughs> not reactive, not re being reactive. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was grace mm. because it's something that I aspire to. It's a great word. It's a great word. It is a great and word. And it, it, it integrates calm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's also kind of projecting inner stillness okay. and poise and confidence and all of those things mm -hmm. that we all want to be able to. And I achieve. often use the word grace when I use God, the word God or sacred. For me, it's all the same, that the grace that comes out of an emergency is, is God in the midst of things. So I, that word to me is just so beautiful. It's a great one. Do you remember what yours is? 
Mine was strong because mm. I was coming off a broken arm. <laughs> so I felt particularly you weak. Yeah. You're yeah. graduated from your training. Yeah. From your yoga yeah. training. And I feel like it's really it's really resonated with me since the retreat. It's really been a great thing. Although I feel like last week was for the first time in a while I saw the little things we made on the retreat, which had our words on it and, you know, our little craft work. And um, I didn't feel so strong last week. And I looked at it and I... I put, I mean, I read all the little quotes that I had put on the craft, and um, like one of them was, be you bravely, and all that stuff, and I felt like it was just what I needed to like snap out of my not feeling so strong moment, so that was nice. Do you see how when we do a practice like that, we went on that retreat in January, and it has this amazing ripple effect, that that was exactly what you needed in that moment to pull you out of that, Mm -hmm. and if you hadn't done that. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have brought you back to right. filling you up with what you exactly what you needed. Right. And it was so funny. The little quotes I had put on it was exactly what mm. I needed. And I keep it right by my nightstand. So anytime I open my drawer, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> so such value. Such right. value in, in all of that. Um, I would re- encourage anyone, any one of our listeners to seek out a retreat, whether it's like a women's retreat or a meditation retreat, because the retreat that we keep talking about is... Um, was really, really important to all of us and something we made time for. So I, I would encourage everyone listening to do that. Yeah, thank you. That's really uh, an important part of your spiritual growth is to sort of go outside of your normal av- everyday life, which you did. You know, we drove two hours from here and, and, and had some time together and, and you get away from your kids and, and, and you really go back almost... <laughs> Afraid to go home after you're in such a good space Mm -hmm. because you're in such a good space. No expectations when you go home. No expectations. (laughs) Um, So some of my recommendations for creating stillness in your life would be to create a sacred space, and that can even be just a chair turned towards a window uh, in your house where you sit and have coffee in the same place every day. Um, A walk in nature. So many people connect to the sacred or to God in nature, and. Practice listening. So often we have so much to say, and it's great to be a good listener. Um, and so the next time you're also in a storm of life, just pause and remember the visual of stillness that lies just below the surface of your life, um, and just practice with intentionality. And uh, um, so I thought that we would close like we normally do with with all of our small group meetings, and we read a quote from Meredith Stars of Joy and. I guess I can go first. Uh, Everybody has one. And we never know what we're going to get, so oftentimes it's exactly what we needed to hear. And mine says, Laugh, my friend, for laughter ignites a fire within the pit of your belly and awakens your being. Stella McCartney. That's a great one. Don't we all feel great when we laugh? Yes. So much better. I have one friend when we get together, and it's only once a year, and from the minute I look at her, we don't even have to say anything. We laugh until we cry, like, all weekend long. And then I, like, actually, when she leaves, I feel, like, this loss because I know it's going to be another year until I laugh, like, really laugh like that. It's so good for your soul. And your abs. And your abs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've had a good night when you have, an ab, right. when you have abs soreness from laughing. <laughs> you know. All right. I truly believe that our sole purpose in life is to grow spiritually to surrender oneself and let life unfold as it's meant to unfold, one event at a time. Our job is to show up, do the work consciously and compassionately, and then pass along the wisdom. 
Pam Robertson. Oh, that's so funny. That's I was good. like, wow, that I sounds was, familiar. Yeah, that that is the really sage really soul that really wrote good. this beautiful quote. Wow, so I love that. <laughs> that's so funny. I guess I did write that. I knew that some of my quotes were, and Meredith's are, are in some of the jars, but I did not plan that. Mm. So I love that you got that. And uh, yeah, I think it said it all, everything that we were talking about here today. So, Well, okay. <clears throat> if you want the moon, do not hide from the night. If you want a rose, do not run away from the thorns. If you want to love, do not hide from yourself. R- Rumi? Mm-hmm. Love Rumi. Yeah, Rumi. So that's a great one. And what a reminder to just kind of be brave. I feel like the word brave popped out when I was listening to that. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and love yourself first. Mm-hmm. You have to love yourself, right? There's always a plus to a negative. I mean, there's always a... Um, a downside to everything positive. Right, right. So Which is okay. Yeah. And you yeah. have to take the good with the bad or right. you don't get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mine was, you must do the thing you think you cannot do. Which I had gotten <laughs> last time. <laughs> really? It's a sign. Yes. I know. Wow. It's, it's, it's coming different. around. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, she uh, must really need that one. Though. You must need that. I, know. So I feel I like I've read this one too at home, opening your jars okay. like sometime recently too. I'm like, I keep getting the same one. You have to figure out what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, mine is, all spiritual disciplines have one purpose, to get rid of illusions so we can be present. These disciplines exist so that we can see what is, see who we are, and see what is happening. Richard Rohr. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, thank you. And I, the invitation always with these quotes is just to take it with you. And listen for the word or phrase that jumped out at you and carry it throughout your day or the week to come. And when you're at the grocery store and there's that mom or somebody in front of you, and listen for that word or phrase and, and see where God might be speaking to your heart um, through these words. And take it, tape it up in your, in your car or leave it on your night table and just revisit it. Maybe towards that, that chair that we put towards the window, you know, leave it there and kind of revisit with it and... Uh, and see if there can be some more depth to the words and how they resonate with you. Um, so I'm going to close us with this prayer. Uh, it says I, and this is also from the same book from Margaret Silf. It says, I paddled a small boat through the wind and the waves in the open sea. Wind wanting to wipe me sideways, waves lurching me about, the constant pressing, the effort, the all-aloneness of it, a little dot in an ocean wide of green, the struggle so welcome, so satisfying, satisfying because I was there. I have climbed mountains and hiked desert, raised children, and journeyed through a marriage simply to be there. You have swung the hammer, sewed the seams, taken the bus, changed the diapers, removed, recovered from illness, and done it with time. So the invitation is to stay with that image today and as you move forward and out of this place. um, Thank you for joining us and I hope that our talk helped you connect or reconnect with your own inner nature, possibilities and talents. Um, Again, this is Pam Robertson and you've been listening to Talking Joy, talks to help you realize your value. And remember to stay present, stay joyful, stay connected to the ordinary moments of your everyday life. I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. 
For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.